Good morning. When I was invited to join the current preaching series and speak about the church as a place to learn faith as something that's not just cognitive, an idea in our heads, but responsive, leading to practice, my thoughts went to a passage from the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. Our scripture today is Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 12. Hebrews 11, 8 through 12. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she had considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. The Word of God. I'm pleased and honored to be with you today. You've been a support and encouragement to our ministry in Zambia for a lot of years. Thank you. We also appreciate your prayers and support as we follow God's call to Lebanon. The letter to the Hebrews is a great one to read with the question, what is faith? Our passage gives us a particular perspective. We discover that faith generates action, which we would not otherwise have the, the courage or the ability to do. And this faith leads us into pilgrimage, even in the face of what we don't know or understand. This letter, Hebrews, seems to be written to a group of people who are undergoing serious temptation to give up on their faith in Jesus Christ. The ancient world often admired the Jewish religion for how ancient it was. Yet for the Hebrews who became followers of Jesus, and for Gentiles who became followers of Judaism and then put their faith in Jesus Christ, they were subject to much more suspicion. This letter speaks of believers being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction. It says some were put in prison. For some, their property was plundered. It looks like these believers were being tempted by realizing that it would be easier to go back to Judaism, and they were tempted to stop meeting with other followers of Jesus so they could avoid hardships. This letter was written to such believers. It encourages its audience not to fall away, but to hold firm our confession to Jesus Christ. Hebrews uses the Old Testament to urge these early Christians and us to hold on to Jesus and keep faith. What is this faith? The whole of chapter 11 informs what faith is, using little snippets, stories from the Old Testament, frequently using the expression, by faith. Verse 8 is a key verse. By faith, Abraham, being called, obeyed and went out to a place where he was to receive, which he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. 
The verse begins with the most repeated phrase of the chapter, by faith. And then says, Abraham, being called, obeyed and went out. Here, faith is a response to being called. God had known Abraham and was calling him. Abraham did not create his faith. He responded. The New Testament labels believers those who are called, not just religious prof um, professionals. Hebrews 9 says, therefore, Jesus is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Believers are people who are called and promised an inheritance through Jesus. Hebrews uses Abraham as a picture of what it looks like to be a believer by retelling the story of Abraham's faith from the book of Genesis. And what we see first in Abraham is a man who responds to God's call. God initiates. We gesture toward God, but God gestures first toward us. And our positive response toward God is faith. Verse 8 also says, Abraham obeyed and went forth by faith. By faith, he went out. This one verse says three times that Abraham went by faith. So faith produces movement. Faith is more than just something cognitive. It's more than an inner response. Faith moves us. Abraham's faith put him, put his whole life in motion on a journey. We move. We do things because we believe. Abraham knew he was promised an inheritance from God. He knew God had something for him, and this got him going. Sometimes people get stuck. Sometimes in life, we don't feel like moving. But faith is similar to hope and courage. And people with hope and courage can move and act. Faith in God enables us to resist getting stuck. If we believe God has a future for us, that gives us what we need to keep stepping forward. Faith moves us because it tells us God has a future for us. Our key verse does not only say faith gets us moving. It says that Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. Faith gets us moving. But there's an element of not knowing built in. The life of faith involves some wondering. I was trading notes with a fellow parent of um, our respective adults. Um, well, it was about our respective uh, young adult children's faith. And, and she reflected, the life of faith doesn't happen in a straight line. That, that fits our passage. Faith produces movement, but it's not necessarily movement in a straight line because faith has not seeing built in. Abraham knew he was called. He knew God had something for him, but he went not knowing where he was going. We may find this frustrating, but it can also be consoling, hopeful. Something I love about being Christian is that it gives a true reading of our lives, a true reading of the real life processes we go through. 
Faith is the hope and courage that God is faithful and God has something good in mind for us. So it gets us going and we can keep moving. But that does not mean that we avoid confusion or that we avoid needing to discern or that we always get where we need to go by the most efficient path. It's remarkable, I think, that the Bible holds up for imitation a man who went forth not quite knowing where he was going. Interesting that there's no apology for Abraham. It affirms he moved forward by faith despite not knowing. It doesn't blame him for what he did not know. Earlier, Hebrews says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. This not seeing is part of what makes the church a natural place to question and struggle with direction in our pilgrimage. There may be, there will be doubts. We may feel very unsure about direction at times, about God's will in our lives. We may have deep conviction that we're going to get through something, and yet we may not know the steps that we'll need to take. The Christian life is a pilgrimage that doesn't always happen in a straight line. Not seeing is built in. I was messaging with my 19-year-old son about this passage. He said, the hard thing about being, excuse me, the hard thing about a church being the place to ask questions and doubt is that when we raise our doubts and struggles to humans, they are quick to respond. He went on, but God lets us sit with our doubts and struggles so we learn gradually and truthfully. I had to admit to him, that's sometimes true about the church and about Christians. We're not always comfortable with not knowing or when those around us admit doubts or ask questions we're not sure how to answer. But I still take courage that our passage does not lay blame for not knowing. It affirms Abraham's movements by faith despite not knowing. Not seeing is built into the life of faith. And that lets us sit with one another's questions without trying to fix everything too quickly. And it's not that we don't know, don't know or, or see anything. On one hand, Hebrews says, faith is conviction about things hoped for and assurance of what is not seen. But on the other, in chapter 12, it will say, we're fixing our eyes on Jesus. Our journey is not random. We're urged to fix our inner eyes on Jesus. We have a target. We're walking toward the presence of God, being near to God through Jesus. Hebrews sometimes calls this symbolically the journey toward a homeland and a journey, the journey toward a city. The journey may not be in a straight line, but there's a destination. By faith, we respond to what we do know from God. And that takes us forward. Verse 9 says, By faith Abraham went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Hebrews affirms, By faith Abraham was able to go toward a land of promise, even though it was a life of living in tents. He inhabited a place without ownership without citizenship. He didn't fully belong. His children and their children did the same. Hebrews teaches that in life, 
there's always something incomplete. Even the life of faith, we live and move about in tents. We're strangers, we're sojourners. The journey remains incomplete, not completely at home. We never fully get what we want in this life, but a sense of promise keeps us going. We as the church are heirs of a promise, the promised kingdom, the promised presence of God. We're able to keep full, keep moving forward, keep journeying because of this sense of promise, this coming kingdom, this homeland that lies ahead. Abraham was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. He was seeking something more substantive and lasting than what we can feel with our senses. Here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. We walk, we walk toward it together because we're people with promise attached to us. Our passage also mentions Abraham's wife, Sarah. By faith, she received power to conceive, even though she was in old age. And the text even says a bit crudely, Abraham was so old, it was as though he was already dead. By faith, Sarah received the ability to do something she otherwise would not have been able to do. Now, this has been a difficult verse, verse 11, at, at times for those who, who desire but find themselves unable to have children. Some have wondered if maybe they just didn't have enough faith. But God called Abraham and Sarah and spoke a clear promise to them that they would give birth and have innumerable descendants. Their particular situation was special. For us, this verse is not as much about childbirth as about God who promises and then the generative nature of faith. This little story about Sarah helps to define faith. She considered faithful the one who promised. God made a promise. Sarah considered him faithful. And by faith, by that faith in God's word, she and Abraham were enabled to do something they otherwise never could have done. And it's, and it's not that they had unusual faith. When we read the original stories in Genesis, both Abraham and Sarah laughed at God's promise to them. They were on a pilgrimage. Their faith was not always great. But because of the faith that they did have, they were able to step forward. They did not always know where to step. There, there's also the story of Hagar. But they came to trust in the one who promised. And then there was a multitude, a multitude of fruit. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. We notice the generative nature of faith. God works through human faith. We believe and God produces fruit through our believing. By faith, we, even when we are weak, can nonetheless be enormously productive by faith. That's how it was for Abraham and Sarah, and it's that way for us. And this can happen even though we don't always know exactly where to step, but we step in faith. Faith is courage to act, to practice, believing God is faithful. And God produces fruit through our faith.
That's how God works. I relate to this story so much as we prepare to venture from Zambia to Lebanon. Having lived and served in Zambia about 12 years, it's, it's um, much of what Sherry and I now know as our life. We're used to it. We know how to live there, how to minister there. We know our way around. And in our 50s, it, it's not easy to position ourselves to move. But we've had a sense of God's spirit pulling at us, suggesting to us that we go somewhere else. We've, we've felt we really must respond and go to the country of Lebanon and join a seminary there. Yet there's much we don't know. Sherry's never been to Lebanon. We know it's not a stable place. It's a place where one of the constants is unexpected upheaval. We don't exactly know how things will go for us in Lebanon. At the same time, we feel happy to be taking the steps that we're taking. Happy because though we're not without concerns, it feels okay to have some unknowns with some things not yet worked out because we believe God is calling. Because we believe the one whose calling is ultimately faithful. So we have some courage to keep stepping forward. God must have a future for us there. God must want to do something for us, in us, through us. God must want us to be part of something that he desires to do in the future. We get to be part of it. You get to be part of it with us. And by faith, yours and ours, we will ultimately come to see God do good things, generating new things by faith. And so we step forward by faith. And what about you? What might God be getting ready for you to do by faith? We've seen God calls, we respond. We've seen that faith leads to movement. It's not just something in our minds. It gets us unstuck, moving, forbearing, on pilgrimage. But we've also seen that faith involves not knowing. It's, it's got not seeing built in. And as believers, we need to accept and, and work together with one another's not knowing. It also involves living in tents, being in process, not fully reaching a homeland in this lifetime, learning to be more comfortable with having things incomplete. In Hebrews, faith is less something once for all and more of a, a pattern of life, a practice. And yet God really does generate amazing things through our faith. What might faithful pilgrimage look like for you right now? If when you're honest with yourself, you're not sure that you have this faith, but you'd like to have it, I invite you to, to speak this desire to God and share with someone in this church. God may be inviting you to faith. Or maybe you need the church to be with you in your questions and doubts and struggles. You need the church to be a safe space for that. God can handle our not knowing. Be assured that's part of the life of faith. For others of us, maybe we're sensing that God has something for us to do. And there's need to step forward by faith. That's, there's some not knowing, but there's also a hunt of knowing. Let's say yes to God. 
God wants to reach others through this congregation, through you. Maybe your steps can play a role. No matter where we are on our journey, let's take courage. Because God is faithful, we're able to step forward. And God will work through the faith we have.